The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization. Tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Way up the middle. Intercepted to the piano. At the 50. Time running down. Oakland football. And I think Oakland victory. Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back for once again for what uh, I trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 262 of Raiders Fan Radio, and it's only going to be fantastic because you guys are going to be all over it. Uh, this is going to be the Sea of Fans show, and uh, and can't wait to, uh, to celebrate Raider Nation. Uh, for those of you that check in normally with us on a Wednesday night, the reason we didn't do a show or the reason that we didn't do the Sea of Fans voicemails last night was we had so many. So uh, I definitely wanted to honor those and play those uh, and not just do like a giant four-hour show. So I'm back tonight to do a little podcast selfie. I say it's a selfie, but it's, uh, it's you and me, Raider Nation. We got the chat room going off here already. Uh, Paul is in there. Michelle Sweat is in there. Chris Rubio is in there. Rob Raider is in there. Eric is in there. House Junkies is in there. Uh, let's see. Aaron Q Dog Raider. Nigerian Prince. Esteban is in there. PSP Raiderette. Uh, Narmosh Thrash is in there. Uh, did I say Chris Rubio yet? Uh, anyways, we appreciate you so very, very 
very much for joining us live tonight. And so uh, this is going to be fun. Um, no major giveaways, no audio to feature other than just you guys. It's just going to 100% be a sea of fans show and check in with all the amazing voicemails uh, that we got this week. And I'll tell you, I was kind of editing right up until, uh, until showtime here. Y'all are, <laughs> not only are a lot of you pissed, as rightfully so, and, and I kind of got my pissed offness out last night. Now I'm just trying to, like, you know, reconnect with the positivity of going into this weekend. Um, but, man, yeah, it's, I was busy on the bleep button. I'll just say that. Uh, there's even some jokes and some calls I just had to cut out because uh, you guys were fired up. But it was really, really good. And so you'll have a blast tonight listening to these calls. There's some, there's some really funny ones in there, some very passionate calls in there, and, and always love to hear the passion of Raider Nation, like what we always say around here, doesn't matter to us how long you've been a fan for. Doesn't matter what you know you jerseys you wear or whatever. Whatever your fandom is to you is is fine with us as long as you have passion and the emotion behind it. And uh, for Raiders and Raider Nation, and you guys clearly have that on display tonight. So cannot wait to share these calls uh, with you. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to tell you a little bit about tomorrow. So tomorrow we've got uh, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a something, something for you. So if you've got, uh, you know, if you're, you're on the YouTubes, if you're not able to make it to Tennessee uh, to see the Raiders play the Titans this weekend when we're doing our big gatherings, uh, hang out by your YouTube feed. And uh, I, I don't know exactly what time, uh, probably sometime between like 6 and like eh, 7 and 8 o'clock, somewhere around in there. Uh, definitely, uh, we got a little something for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, just, just because uh, those of you that pay attention enough to this show, you'll get a big kick out of it, I promise. Uh, I'm not being facetious or cute. It's just just, just stay tuned, and it's going to be a real loosey-goosey thing. Uh, so anyways, we, we look forward to bringing you that. That's tomorrow. So then Saturday... Uh, we're doing our meetup at Bowie's. That is with Music City Raider Nation, Memphis Raider Nation. That will be at Bowie's at 6 o'clock p.m. That is on 2nd Avenue in Nashville. I think it's 2nd Ave. Uh, 3rd, whatever it is. It's right down there. Just Google Bowie's if you're coming to town. And I will look forward to meeting you there. And then, of course, our tailgate starts at 10 o'clock a.m. on Sunday at Acme Feed and Seed. That is right across the river from, uh, uh, from, Na- from Nissan Stadium. And we're going to be doing our joint tailgate with the bus and with the boys crew. We're going to have a blast. We're going to film a show that morning. I don't trust Wi-Fi, so I don't want to do anything live. But we're going to record a show uh, and then upload that. So, again, if you're not coming to town, you want to see our little pregame thing, uh, we're going to have that set up there on the rooftop of Acme. And we're going to film that and have it uploaded hopefully by, like, 10 a.m. Central Time. So that's what? I don't do math. I love numbers. That's what? 8 a.m.? on the West Coast, and then uh, 11 out there on the East Coast. All right, so there's kind of our housekeeping. Uh, so thanks again to all of you, tons of you in the, in the chat already tonight. Um, uh, all the ones I mentioned before, plus I saw Mojo jump in there, Sonny's in there, HYB, Ron the Materator is holding it down in there. Appreciate you, Ron. Uh, Gonzo is in there. Uh, so many of our good friends, we appreciate you uh, jumping in. Appreciate you riding shotgun with me here for this, uh, uh, this podcast selfie episode. All right, so to kick it off, uh, I want to feature of a new caller to the show. We love hearing new callers. And I mentioned Memphis Raider Nation. This is Larry the Prez Rogers uh, calling in from Memphis, from Memphis Raider Nation. And, uh, and he's kind of giving you a little bit of not only his story, but a little bit of a rundown of what, what their plans are around the weekend. And so to kind of kick it off, let's check in with our new good friend and look forward to meeting him this weekend, Larry the Prez Rogers. Raider Nation, this is Larry the Prez Rogers, fellow from Memphis, Tennessee. I am with the Raider Nation in Memphis. We have been... Um, Notified, vilified, solidified, and recognized 
for 22 years in the Raider Nation. We'll be at the Tennessee Titans game celebrating um, Friday. We'll be at the meet and greet at Big Love Smoke, welcoming all the world. Welcoming all the way to Nation to come in from um, all over to Nashville. It's a um, free event, BYOB, at Big Love Smokes, 7 p.m. to midnight, Friday. And then I'll see you guys um, at Bowie's uh, that Saturday. And um, looking forward for the Raiders to redeem themselves. We have seen it start off on a bad note. Um, a couple of those games could have been winnable, but we made some errors, and we can make a win possibly with this um, struggling Tennessee game. This Saturday, I'm sorry, this Sunday. I am very sorry. Sunday, we'll redeem ourselves. Um, in regards to a funny story, I guess I can dig one of many. I've, I've been president for 15 years in the Raider Nation, and I dealt with a lot of quirky characters and stuff like that. But I got one um, <laughs> back in 2000 when I first found the Raider Nation in Memphis, and uh, we was at a place called Clicks. That's our head- headquarters. And I was very excited and very, very, very enthused so I decided to paint my face up, you know, looking like a member, a, a broke wannabe Kiss member. And the guys at the club, when I walked in, everybody was looking at me like, what the hell is going on? Is this guy going to rob the place or what? And I guess they didn't get it, you know, because, like, you know, the Red Nation were, you know, makeup and stuff like that. And it was kind of weird. <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy as hell. And when I was driving on the way to the damn thing, people was like looking at me. Matter of fact, one dude asked me was I going to a Kiss concert, and uh, I never did it again after that. I think I did it maybe like one time a day, and I got tired of the weird looks. And then um, I just said, okay, I'm just gonna be a regular cat. And so I just uh, made my way through. And then five years later, I made president for the Red Nation of Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, I got some old jokes. So I got a whole bunch of fun moments. We always doing some wacky and crazy and stuff. But the most part, Red Nation, look forward for you guys coming in the city of Nashville with the Capitol, near the Capitol. And I think you have a very good, fun time. See you there. All right. There he is, Larry the Prez Rogers. Appreciate you, Larry. And, uh, yeah, look forward to welcoming everybody uh, into uh, into the not only the great state of Tennessee, but uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee and, and Nashville is, is, is amazing. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, look forward to, to welcome you all there. We're going to have a great, great time and look forward to meeting Larry. And so many of like, and, and I look forward to all of our, our old friends getting together, all of our old Raider Nation family uh, getting together that we're all so familiar with, and then looking forward to meeting a lot of new folks as well. So this is going to be a, a very, very cool weekend uh, that we're getting ready to kick off. So, all right, there is Larry the Perez Rogers. And since I guess this is officially a Sea of Fans show, uh, here when we get into the Sea of Fans, I guess I got to go and play the music. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free.
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. All right, appreciate everybody that called this week. So if you want to join us uh, live in the chat room at any time, you can join us at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can also find this podcast, Raiders Fan Radio, on any podcast service. Just search for Raiders Pod. Just search for Raiders Fan Radio. Or you can ask your internet-connected device, uh, your Alexa, your whatever else, to play Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, and it will do that as well. So appreciate all of you doing that. And when you do that, do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Especially this show. Because we say all the time, more of you and less of us is a good thing. And there's literally less of us in here because there's only one of me. And there's like 20 of you that have called the show. So this if this is the, the, this is the one episode you want a thumbs up because it's you. So th- this is the one so amplify it tweet it tell your friends let's get this one out there and uh because that opens up of course advertising opportunities for us and with all the money we make we give it to our nonprofit, which is the one nation foundation so thank you all very much for that support that you give us each and every week all right so uh if you call the show three times and you leave a message and we play it on the air uh, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman we've actually got a new made man tonight i'm excited to share with you uh, when we get to his call uh, but so, so the made men and the made women, that's our crew. That's like the, the people at the table. That's like the inner circle. Right. And, uh, and every crew needs a captain. And so, uh, we have a captain. We call him the capo. He is Aaron, the Q dog Raider. He will be here tomorrow. I can't wait to see him. And, uh, he always kicks off this segment. Greetings, Doug Murphy, Sick Larry, Uncle Moss, Underboss, Sonny, our Sergeant at Arms, the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker, Mojo from When the Universe Speaks, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Wild Raider, Chuck Splatterhead McCann from the Inebra Nation, Ron the Mater Raider. Nation, Bill Parcells, um, the big tuna, famously said about NFL teams, you are what your record says you are. We're 0-2. The Raiders snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with Rich Eisen. The Raiders are the most disappointing team in the NFL. Surely by now, it has been mentioned that the Raiders um, blew a 20 to nothing halftime lead um, to a certified little person gallivanting around, unfettered, throwing touchdowns to his bunch of Redbird helmeted, clad um, merry men. You know, it's no surprise that the Raiders' defense ran out of gas late in the game as the Arizona Cardinals kept on running plays after plays after plays. I mean, 59 plays total in the second half. Colin Murray personally accounted for 252 yards after halftime, using his legs and making plays all over the field where the Raiders' improved defense simply could not keep up after stymieing this little dude for the whole first 30 minutes of the game. Can't let that happen. At least it shouldn't happen, not in front of your grandmama. Devontae Adams' grandmama witnessed her little baby get run for the first time in an NFL stadium, Allegiant Stadium. Now, Arizona's defensive adjustments uh, you know, basically took away Devontae Adams and Matt Collins in the second half, bringing the Raiders' offense to a, basically a halt. And though Derek Carr targeted Hunter Renfro seven times in overtime, Renfro, hey, the cat, he, he fumbled twice. Inexcusable. 
And honestly, I'm still pissed. It took me three days to make this call, and I'm still fuming, including the game-deciding play where Byron Murphy, whoever the hell that is, returned Renfro's fumble for the game-winning touchdown. To recap, the Raiders have played a good second half against the Superchargers and a great first half up against the Cardinals, but have yet to put a full dominant 60 minutes worth of football together under Coach Josh McDaniels. That has to change if the Raiders look to win. You know, we got a tough road game coming up this particular weekend. More on that later. For what it's worth, when asked about the play calling after being up 20 points, then blowing it, uh, Josh McDaniels went on Michael Jackson by saying, it's human nature. What? (laughs) Now, I suppose he meant that, you know, coasting on one's laurels might be human nature, but he went on to add. And so even though... You have a lead offensively. It doesn't mean that you have enough points. Man, if that ain't some bullshit, I don't know what bullshit might be. Now, how can the Raiders make it all come together starting this particular Sunday? For the Raiders to avoid another collapse, McDaniels has to go back to the basics. Game plan around your stars. This isn't rocket science. The Raiders have two elite offensive players in Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. Nobody can guard either one of those guys one-on-one, meaning they will attract more attention. But this can only happen if you get these guys going early and often. When defenses realize they're, you know, on their game, then it opens things up for Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins, and even Foster Moreau. Despite the up-and-down offensive line play, Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr have enough tools to become a top-five offense in the NFL. It's on them to right the ship. Watching other young gunners, such as Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, simply lighting up scoreboards this past weekend for their respective teams for a full four quarters apiece, even though not all of them won, makes one wonder what the hell's going on with our quarterback. Derek Carr could only muster 30 minutes of consistency going one for five on third downs. The team also committed 10 penalties for 68 yards, including several drive killers and, and, and plays that extended Cardinals drives for the opposition. So much for the disciplined team that we saw in the preseason, huh? Come on. I'm going back to basically go in on DC4. For years, Big Raider Trucker and myself had been calling out DC4 for basically too often shrinking from destiny. Even my neophyte, Stephen A. Smith, called out Derek Carr for being comfortably mediocre in the star-studded AFC West quarterback club. Since we drafted DC4 in the second round back in the day, I've been criticizing this guy for only one thing and one thing only, not being a leader. He has all the talent. I'm going biblical on this one, yo. Carr has proclaimed his faith on the field, but where are the works? It's dead. How does a guy who cites Kobe Bryant as his favorite athlete due to the trademark mama mentality yet has consistently demonstrated all the aggression of a French turtle dub? All your number four jerseys, I hate to break it to you, they're losing value each season. Dude looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. For real. DC4, I mean, he's not a guy that I would want in a foxhole with me. Speaking of cat asses, former first-round pick Jonathan Abram, who is still rocking the number 24 jersey, continues to show signs of improvement. It's my guy, least, Capo. He's been consistent this season as far as his positioning on the field is concerned. Against the Cardinals, this son of a bitch dropped the potential game-winning interception in regulation. Not since the former welterweight champ Roberto Duran have I seen such hands of stone on display. Thanks again for nothing, jackass. Week three. 
our Raiders will face the number five ranked pass rush unit in the Tennessee Titans. Jeffrey Simmons, who may, you know, challenge Chris Jones as the number one contender for Aaron Donald's throne as the number one interior pass rusher, makes up the interior of this particular defensive line. And they've also re-signed their ace edge, Harold Landry. The team has a steady interior work, and basically it's comprised of former Raider Danico Autry, representing as one of the league's best defensive line role players. Now, Tennessee, they'll be throwing an elite pass rush at the teams depending on Bud Dupree, yes, former Kentucky Wildcat, next, what, Pittsburgh Steeler. i got to say it like that for my <laughs> man, Bosh. But he was coming off of an ACL tear last season. I think he's poised to return to form this season. The post-A.J. Brown Titans will need their pass rush to beat us on Sunday. Now, inquiring minds want to know, is Chandler Jones the new Corey Littleton? Hmm. Type amongst yourselves in the chat. Thoughts and prayers to the scissor who was allegedly ejected from Allegiant Stadium in the third quarter of Sunday's loss. It pleases me to report that he is not a person of interest for the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department based upon an allegation that Kyler Murray had hands put upon him after the game by a fan. Silver linings. Congratulations to Mark Davis for winning the world championship. Not the one that we were thinking about. Davis opted to attend the Las Vegas Aces game as they won the WNBA title instead of witnessing the embarrassing home opener in the Death Star, the hit list. Herschel Walker, Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and Insurrections. See y'all in Tennessee. Rue. There he is, Aaron the Q-Doc Raider. Love it. Love it, man. Can't wait to see you tomorrow, Aaron. And always, again, kicking off this segment with excellence and, uh, and remains committed to it. Uh, he's down there in Memphis tonight, and he's going to arrive here in the borough tomorrow. And I uh, can't wait to see you, uh, my friend. All right, so, hey, a lot of people in the, in the chat room talking about calling in. Hey, so if you want to call the show, I didn't say at the top, this is kind of a new, new th- or not, it's not a new thing for me doing a selfie, but it's definitely out of my comfort zone. So I forget to do a lot of stuff. So uh, if you want to call the show and be part of it in the future, you can call the number 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. You can call that anytime, 24-7. You can get your voicemail in and be part of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, HYB. Cousin Sonny in there with a with a $20 donation. It says, great call, Capo. Thank you, Cousin Sonny. We appreciate that very, very much. Uh, 100% of that money goes to our nonprofit, the One Nation Foundation, which gives uh, all the money to Raiders-related charities. And, and there's also some great comments in there about, like, gosh, Murph, this is kind of going to be depressing. It's and 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 our uh, good friend Ron, the Materator, in there referred to the I, the one episode we did of Tales from the Nation, where Jeff and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about the Tuck Rule for an hour. It was not. It was the most depressing thing we'd ever done, and people are like, "Why are you doing this?" And we didn't have a good answer. And so, yeah, it was not a good idea. Um, but this is different. This is catharsis. This is funny. I'm telling you, these and just you know some of the lines in there that Capo just dropped, and so many of our good friends in here tonight. I, I promise you, hang around. It's not going to be a, a you know we're not going to sit around and wallow. Or it's we're just going to get all this out because hey, look, we got to be pissed off. I thought I was done being pissed off, and I feel it coming back up again. We got to be pissed off so we can get out of it because we don't want to come into this weekend pissed off. We don't want to come into this weekend like trying to figure out why we blew a 20 point lead at halftime and like all that kind of shit. We got to get past all that stuff. So all we can do, all we got to do is focus on each other, celebrate Raider nation, have a great time and go watch the Raiders beat the shit out of the Tennessee Titans. Hopefully this weekend. All right. Next caller up here uh, as we get into the sea of fans proper. 
Here's the uh, our another new caller to the show. Uh, I owed her an apology from last night because I missed her call from way before. But anyways, got it in tonight. And so welcome to the show. Welcome to the Sea of Fans. First time caller, PSP Raiderette. Yeah, what's up? Swag, Jeff, Murph, and Uncle Mosh. This is PSP Raiderette. I am still reveling or still embracing the lesson I learned from Uncle Mosh. Yes, it was just a one-game loss, first game. But there's a second fucking game! Okay, <laughs> just beginning of the season, so I'm not going to jump the boat. I will never jump the boat. Always a Raider, forever be a Raider, Raider for life. But we had unnecessary fouls that made us look like chunks. That made no sense. We were still, even though we were still winning, was 20 to 0, we still had little things in there that was showing that it's possible we were going to lose this shit. It's possible we were going to f*** this shit up. And that's exactly what we did. We let the Cardinals catch up. There's no reason in the world they shouldn't catch up. We lost our momentum. Our defense was on the field for way too long. The whole Devontae Adams thing with card thing, that thing that they're supposed to have is not there. So... Yeah, they, I think they need to let that go. It, it, you know what? If it's going to happen, it'll happen. But at the moment, it's not working. So they need to focus on something else because it looks like they were dependent on that to be the savior, the miracle for the Raiders that Devontae Adams and Carr together. And, oh, my God, we're going to be so awesome. No, it obviously isn't working. Carr is still questioning not only himself but the call, and he looks confused on a field. It's just, it's, it still looks like the car from before. And I love car. I'm not a car dashian, but I still love car. I still like car. I believe in him. I just think that he's just not getting what he needs. I don't know if it's him. Obviously, there's no way for me to know that, but it's just not working. Um, they want to, they want this to be the car show, the car and the, um, Adam show. And it's just not work. It's not. I don't think that that's going to work right now. I don't. I don't think that's going to be the focus this, this season. And you know what? For anybody out there that's doubting Renfro, Renfro bust his ass. Do not doubt that kid because he is a hard ass player. You can tell he's a hard ass player. Anything that happened, it wasn't initially his fault because he actually tried. I believe in the kid, and I'm going to still believe in the kid. All right, there she is, PSP Raider X. Love it. I love it that she's, hey, hey, I love it that she's, uh, uh, you know, taking on all comers that are criticizing Hunter Renfro, man. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, there was a question that came into one of our chats earlier today about, like, who the leaders are on this team. Because there's, and, and you'll hear a theme on a lot of calls tonight about, like, the questionable leadership of Derek Carr um, or lack thereof, uh, according to some people. Um, you know, but I, I think the, so the, the question was, who are the leaders on this team? You know, it's I got it's probably like a Max Crosby as Hunter Renfro. I mean, you would think that it would be a guy like Chandler Jones uh, would be, but like, there's no like you don't have like a stalwart on defense. We don't have it on offense anymore because to me it was Rodney Hudson. Like Rodney Hudson was the guy. Although Derek kind of got the credit for being the leader, 
I think Rodney was the guy on the offense. I and and he was a quiet leader, but he was still a leader. Uh, defensively, I don't know. But anyways, but Hunter, I think is in, is is an interesting call because he's such a quiet guy. But so was Eli Manning. And like anybody that ever criticized Eli Manning, what did Giants players do? They're like, no, that's our guy. Like back up off of Eli. He's a great leader. He's just not the leader than the, the vocal version that you want him to be. He's but he is a leader. And so I wonder if Hunter could maybe be that kind of guy. I don't know. Just th- throwing it out there. Oh, also something else I forgot. Speaking of leaders, I've got something i got to show you guys. This is badass. Uh, much respect to Jimmy James, also known as the Raider Duke. Um, if you look around the fan cave here, people send us stuff, you know, semi-frequently. We get stuff here in the fan. And I always love your artwork and whatever the creations. And Michelle's sent us some amazing stuff. And if I called out everybody that ever sent us anything, we'd be here for a while. And I don't say that as like a boastful thing. I just... And we're honored that you would think enough to like send your creations and your work, your uh, uh, the way that your fandom manifests to us. Uh, and so we hang it up around here. Anyways, so I got a new piece. This comes from Jimmy James. He's also known as the Raider Duke. He was doing a giveaway on Twitter and where he does these custom art pieces. And he chose us because of the foundation. And he sent us two of these things. And so he says, I do custom pieces. Is there any player or anything that you would want um, want me to, to to focus on? And I said yes, uh, Gene Upshaw. Because we've talked if you if you listen to the show regularly enough, I've talked a lot about Upshaw here lately. And and the reason I've become such a huge fan of his, where like I've always been a fan of Stabler because that was my guy when I was a kid. But as I've grown older as a man and matured the things about Upshaw and the things that he was and what he represented and what he did. Speaking of again, leaders, unheralded leaders when he was a member of the Raiders, frankly, because again, the spotlight went to the quarterback so many times to Kenny, but Kenny was a great leader too. But anyways, point being though, is I think that Upshaw doesn't still to this day get the amount of credit and the amount of respect and love that he maybe should uh, from the NFL community as in, in its entirety and even Raider Nation. So I requested a piece uh, uh, showing the greatness of Gene Upshaw. And look at this, look at this thing. Look what Jimmy sent. Uh, it's awesome. So he sent two of these, and I'm going to send – I'm going to hang this one up here in the cave. He said I wanted to make it look like it was a portal looking into the greatness of the past. And so that's what he did. So it's kind of like got that like thing around it there. It looks like a portal. Anyway, so I've got two of these things. So I've got this one for me, and then I'm going to auction off the other one uh, or just give it away or something like that um, to somebody uh, that, that contributes to the One Nation Foundation. And So thank you and much respect to Jimmy James, Raider Duke. All right, uh, next up here, let's check in with our buddy Mojo. Uh, he calls in from the, uh, the day after uh, from the hotel there in Vegas. Well, it's Monday morning. This is Mojo from San Diego, fellas, and uh, I'm about to check out of my hotel and head back south uh, on the on the 215, the 15, go back after a game uh, yesterday. I'll give my take on it. As always, Raider Nation showed out and showed up and had a blast, but a team on the field, they let us down again. So, you know, last week I was talking about feminine products, and I'm going to go ahead and dispose of mine properly. Just win, maybe. <laughs> Just win, maybe. That's awesome, Mojo. I'm trying to hit the button. There it is. Oh my gosh! Just win, maybe. It's not even maybe. It's maybe with an with a question mark on the end of it. Uh, anyways, there's our buddy. There's our buddy Mojo disposing of his products. 
just win, maybe. All right, next up, let's check in with a, another new caller. This is, this is when you know something big is going on, even if it's on the negative side of it, under the collapse, uh, when you get so many new callers to the show. So we've got another new caller to the show. A regular around here is our, our buddy OG Daniel. Uh, much respect, OG Daniel, and his show out there on YouTube. Check him out if you haven't, uh, if you haven't uh, seen that before. Uh, but anyway, so his wife, Mrs. OG, called the show this week. And so let's check in with Mrs. OG. Hey, guys. It's Mrs. OG, Chronicles of the Black Hole. I might end up on the sea of pendejos for this, but I was just living my life. And OG comes along and sucks me in every off-season with hype talk. And I'm like, I'm just here for snacks. But I end up getting drawn into the madness and picking my guys. I watched yesterday, and it ended up screaming, what the fuck? This team picked up the Patriots coverage. I mean, come on. Just bring back Versace. I need a cannoli and a sip drink. Go Raiders. <laughs> nice job, Mrs. OG. And cannoli and cocktails post-Raider game, man. There you go. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, that was fantastic. Call again. Call again. Oh, we love to. Uh, we need some new made women around here. We, it's been a hot minute since we've had a new made woman, and so PSP Raiderette and now Mrs. OG are on their way. And so we appreciate you very, very much. A couple more calls, and uh, you'll be the newest made women. And we've got a new made man coming up here in just a little bit as well. All right. Next up, let's check in with our buddy. He's down there in Vegas. He's on the front lines. Uh, he is Cool Cody. Hey, this is uh, Cody Thompson, aka Cool Cody, and. So, I'm watching this game. We have all these million-dollar players, big contracts handed out to everybody, and our coach don't know how to use a single one of them. It's just the play calling, the play design, the play just, what the fuck are we doing here? McDaniels has got to go. This is uh, this is not good. <laughs> Should have kept the sock here because this is garbage. All this talent and don't know how to use it. I'm over this season already. Another rebuild here for another 10 years. I wonder who our quarterback will be. (sighs) (laughs) Ah, It's so funny. I was was actually surprised by the amount of Basaccia lament going on. And I think it's rightfully so. I mean... Look, I'm not ready to cash out on Josh McDaniels' career already, but I think that sentiment is interesting, is that, you know, we heard it from our buddy Will Compton firsthand, and you heard it from so many of the Raider players. He was the greatest head coach they had ever played for. He was their greatest coach, period. Like, I mean, talk about a ride or die for your coach. Like, that he was the epitome of a player's coach, but he was still kind of a hard-ass, too. He wasn't a player's coach and, and wasn't well-liked just because he kind of let guys do whatever they want like some coaches end up doing. So I, that's an interesting sentiment. I mean, we'll see where this thing's going to go. And, you know, like I always say, I'm a fan of the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. And Rich Basaccia is now part of the Green Bay Packers organization, so I'm not going to, like, sit around and, like, think about it too much. But it's an interesting concept. Like, we could have still done all the same stuff, and had Rich in place. And, you know, that Gus Bradley cover three defense isn't looking so bad right now, is it? You know, the defense that was a top ten defense for the final four games that that uh, catapulted us into the playoffs. Again, I'm not ready to, to sit here and, and define uh, Patrick Graham's, uh, you know, career as a Raider either. But 
early returns on this coaching staff were just not so hot. So we'll see where this thing goes. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's check in now with our buddy a little south of where I'm sitting. Uh, he is Josh down in Alabama. Hey, Murph. Swag. Oh, Josh again. Look, uh, I've called a couple of times. I'm going to get a little backstory on myself. I'm actually not – I don't live too far, I don't think, from you guys in Tennessee. I'm down here in Alabama, uh, right at the border between Alabama and Georgia, close to the home of the infantry, if you know, you know. And uh, I did eight years as a United States instrument, deployed twice. I thought my filter is shit. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just speaking what's on my mind. So if you get offended, you might want to close your ears for this one. This game was a tale of two hats. What the fuck? How the hell change up and go conservative and lose the aggressiveness to win the game? I'm not going to sit here and point fingers because to me, it just both sides failed in the second half. Offense can't get going. Defense can't hold them. Defense made some plays. The offense, to me, could have been a lot better. But I felt like Josh Daniels took his foot off the gas, lost his nuts, and cost the <laughs> game. I mean, did we stop running the ball? Did we forget how to run the fucking ball? I don't know, man. The deep shots. I, I, look, I'll be fair. The new offense. Guys still getting on the same page. I think there was a miscommunication on that one pass from Carter to Devontae Adams. Looked like, you know, where it was almost intercepted. I think they'll figure that out, but they got to keep their fucking foot on their neck when you are winning. Come on. Don't give them a chance to fucking come back. Put your foot on their neck. Anyways, Titans next. I got nothing against Derrick Henry. I think he's really good. I really like to support running backs because they kind of – get used and abused, so King Henry, he's good with me. But man, fuck Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Love it. Hey, much respect for your service, too, there, Josh, and uh, much respect for betting, man. Yeah, if you know. Um, all right, man, that's good stuff there from, from our buddy Josh down in Alabama with a big F you to Ryan Tannehill. Listen, if we've got anything to look forward to this week, the last time Chandler Jones showed up, and listen, he had 10 sacks last year. Five of them came against Ryan Tannehill, and four of them were on Taylor Lewan, who's not going to be in the game. Taylor, you know, out for the season, and he and he's one of the boys not going to talk junk about Taylor. Um, but I believe whoever came in for Taylor in that game uh, gave up a sack to Chandler Jones. But point being, though, Chandler Jones can get loose against the freaking Titans and against Ryan Tannehill. We saw it to the tune of five times last year in one single game. Let's go, man. Like, Chandler Jones is catching some freaking, not even some strays, some direct shots this week from Raider Nation. I see the memes on the milk cartons and all that kind of stuff, and rightfully so. Like, a lot of the, you know, we're hearing a lot of the venom of Raider Nation geared straight at our quarterback, and I think it's rightful criticism as well. But this Chandler Jones, uh, you know, business, that, that let's not gloss over that. We paid him a shit ton of money to come in and rush the quarterback. And he was, I mean, aside from Devontae Adams, he was heralded as the best free agent acquisition of this team and was going to be such a huge impact to our defense. And, but where is he? Right? So let's go. But this is the time because we know he can do it. We've seen him do it. This is the same, again, go back to the same criticism we have of Derek. We've seen you do it. So why don't you do it again? Well, okay, Chandler, we've seen you do this against this exact same team for the most part against a beat-up offensive line because Taylor's out, and now I don't even know who they're – I don't like I pay attention to backup offensive linemen for the freaking Titans. But whoever that guy is, 
abuse his ass, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Like, let's freaking go, man. All right. Sorry, I'm getting fired up again. All right. Uh, but speaking of fired up, this is one. It's, it's not just one of my favorite calls of the week because he's my cousin. Um, but it's just funny. I, 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 you know, I like my cousin. He's a funny guy. And this is, <laughs> this is a perfect call from him. No. And I should also tell you, too, if you've only been around the show a hot minute, this is who I started the show with back in the day. Uh, in fact, Raiders fan radio proper is Cousin Sonny's brainchild, and I uh, couldn't have done any of this stuff without him and always love to hear from him. Murph, Murph, Cousin Sonny over here, Murph. Long time ago, Murph, I realized, uh, you know, because I'm a smart counselor, that you have to disconnect yourself emotionally from things you have no control over. We must disconnect ourselves emotionally from things. Fuck those motherfucking Raiders, Murph. The fuck you gonna blow a 20 to fucking nothing lead? Murph, here's the problem. Derek Carr is not a leader. I'll repeat that. Derek Carr is not a leader who knows how to win. That's just the facts. I like the guy. I've always said I wish, you know, He seems like a great dude, but stop being my quarterback with my team. (laughs) Because here's the fact, Murph, and you can't argue this. Of the five players currently in the NFL who have all started around a similar amount of games as Derek Carr, he has the lowest winning percentage. Derek Carr has started 130 games in the NFL, and his winning percentage is .438. Kirk Cousins? has started 136 games, and his winning percentage is .496. Matt Stafford, 191 games, .479. Ryan Tannehill, 138 games started, .536. Andy Dalton, 152 games started, .513. Murph, of any quarterback who started 100 games and is still active, Derek Carr is the lowest winning percentage of any of those quarterbacks. The Derek Carr experiment is over for the Raiders in my mind. I believe that he needs to be benched or traded or we need to move on. And in all honesty, I kind of hope the Raiders lose until that happens. And you can call me a, a, a fake fan for that, but f*** y'all. Raiders haven't done shit in 20 f***ing years. Peace out. <laughs> there he is, Cousin Sonny. He's not wrong, you know, and, and I, I, look, I, I'm, you know, ride or die for Derek Carr. Like, he's our quarterback. He's, he's the quarterback of the Raiders, and he's my favorite quarterback in the league. That's the bottom line. And then the day that he goes somewhere else, he'll be not that anymore to me, but, and, and I think to, to most of you. Here's what's interesting is that sometimes a fresh start is a good thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I had to really pull back and look at this objectively, and this isn't me, like, calling for it nor even rooting for it, but is the best thing for everybody if he moves on to another team? I, I mean, like, it's kind of like the Matt Stafford scenario. Like, they never really won, showed a lot of flashes, did a lot of great things, but it just never really kind of came together. And so not only was it best for the organization, but it was best for the player. And I wonder if Derek... You know, he's a loyal guy, and he said he would only ever play for the silver and black. But I just wonder, like, can we objectively look at it and see that? I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, cut this year. I mean, maybe not even next year. But, like, 
is it kind of time for him to maybe consider playing somewhere else for his career? Now, if he doesn't want to play anymore, then no. Then you just ride this thing out and then go to the house and you take your generational wealth and go build churches. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's a very admirable thing that, that, that he'll do in his, in his post-playing career. But I just wonder about that. I just wonder if, like, if it's just a best-case scenario to just hit the reset button. I mean, we all feel that in our lives. You know, if you, how many times, how many people, how many of you have been in your job for nine years and you need a change of pace, whether that's within your company still or, 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 or making a move to another one? Like, it's not an uncommon thing. And these guys are humans. And so I just wonder about that kind of stuff. So anyways, good stuff there from Cousin Sonny. And uh, of course, Cousin Sonny had to call back. But Darren Carr didn't fumble the ball in overtime. But Derek Carr did it. Did it play crappy defense? But Derek Carr didn't drop passes. It's like motherfuckers. When did that motherfucker step up and demotivate people to not fumble the ball? When did that guy step up and motivate people to play fucking defense? When did that guy step up and motivate people to catch the fucking damn ball? That's what I'm talking about. A leader makes everybody around you better. A leader makes everybody around you not just accountable, but fired up to fucking play. And he ain't got that in him. He says all those fucking things, but he ain't, he, he don't know how to fucking live it. He makes us fucking live it because you can't fucking live it, motherfucker. So yeah, Murph, disconnect yourself emotionally. <laughs> These fucking raiders. <laughs> disconnect yourself. Ah, it's the best. Oh my gosh. Yep. So there you go. Got it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I I agree with that sentiment too. I mean, leadership is is a, is a is a study area of study for me, and I love you know looking at leaders of different institutions and organizations, and from you know from churches to you know companies to you know political leadership, like all that stuff. And you look at the common themes, and they're all those things Sonny's talking about. That like you make those around you greater, you lift those up around you. And I'm not saying Derek Carr doesn't or can't, but I will pose the question to you this. What can you point at an area or a time where he did? And I'm not talking about the fourth quarter comebacks in the regular season when the team wins six games. I, that, those, those to me are inconsequential. I'm talking about when it's all in the line, when the consequences are the highest, whether, when do, what are those pivotal moments? You know, when I think about, I'll, I'll give you, I'll even give you one. I'll answer my own damn question. When, even though I said it was kind of inconsequential because the Raiders weren't great then this season. But the season, when we played at Oakland, we played the Chiefs, we beat the Chiefs, Derek Carr rolls. It was the, 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 the series of plays where he had to score like five times and then five times, five times, five times. But then finally, Derek Carr rolls out to his left, throws across his body, hits Michael Crabtree in the front of the end zone, right? That's like a signature moment of Derek Carr's career. But it was inconsequential. You know, Thrown the pass to Zay Jones last year against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know. Was that Derek Carr being clutch? I mean, I don't know. I mean, literally 90% of us watching this or that are participating in the show right now could make that pass. And I'm not, that's not talking shit. Zay Jones was 30 yards open. There was no one around him. So is that like, is, is that the moment? Like, what is, what are the moments that you can point at to where Derek Carr has lifted everybody up? What's his let's effing go moment? What's his, you know, where you see quarterbacks marching up and down the sidelines, looking at their defense, not just their offense, but their defense, slapping shoulder pads, getting in people's faces, firing them up. Like, where is that? Where is that part of, of, of Derek? And I, th- and I think the, the oh, I'm going to shut up after this. 
I think the most challenging part for me, and it sounds like I think for Sonny too, is that we know he's capable. He's got the ability, so why not do it? Why go sit on a sideline and do this? Like, anyways. All right, we'll quit picking on Derek. There's 53 men on the football team. All right, let's uh, let's check in with our buddy. He is uh, the president of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. He's our good friend. Uh, he is Chuck Splatterhead McCann. He's also the leader of uh, the Los Gatos Locos. Uh, let me let me think how how Chuck says it. He goes the undisputed champions of American psychobilly. I believe is the way that they they build themselves, and uh, and they are incredible. I saw them in Vegas last year, and they. Uh, every moment, every bit of that word is is 100 percent true. Those guys kick ass. Uh, so, anyways, let's check in with our buddy Chuck Splatterhead McCann. What's up, guys? It's Splatterhead. Long time no talk. Um, I'm not a sad sack. I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm just living in my natural habitat. You know, like when you're a kid and you put a frog in a jar and then you throw a stick and a leaf in there because that's what it's used to. Well, this is what I'm used to. This team has been a complete dysfunctional mess since uh, since Al Davis traded Gruden to Tampa Bay. This is just what we are. So I don't know that it's ever going to change. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. It just is what it is, right? We uh, we actually started a gel last season after tons of dysfunction. And uh, it started to work. We really didn't need to fix anything, but that's not what the Raiders do. I mean, we could have kept bocce ball for a lot less money than uh, <laughs> McDaniels, right? Um, and we still could have got Devontae Adams. And what's that guy, Chandler Jones? I, I guess we could have got him too, but I don't know what he's doing. Um, but it, it's it's I can't get mad about it anymore. It's the Raiders. It's uh, we're, I don't it's I don't know if it's a curse or what it is, but they're just they're just they're doing Raiders shit. And uh, excuse my French there, Murph, but that's what they're doing. They're doing they're doing Raiders stuff, man. And I know we don't like it because we we want to be a Super Bowl team, um, but I, I don't know what would make us think that we're going to be a Super Bowl team. Because this isn't the first time that we've looked amazing on paper um, over the past two decades. Um, it looks amazing, you know. We should have. We, we should be running the gambit. We should be. We should be killing the division, and uh, we suck. So, it is what it is. I don't know if it's Carr. I don't know. They they're they can they're all bums. They're all on the hit list. So. They're all on. They're all on Splatterhead's hit list. The whole damn team, um, except maybe Nate Hobbs. We can keep him. Um, all right, guys. Well, I'll check in with you next week. Uh, go Raiders! All right, there he is, Chuck Splatterhead McCann. Appreciate you, Chuck. I kind of like that sentiment. You know, that's what we are. And we kind of go into these off seasons and we expect more. And it's this is I think this is what the most puzzling thing I said on last night's show. I said on Silver and Black today, I'm going to say it again. The thing that is most puzzling to me as a fan of this organization and this football team is that it doesn't matter what we do. The results end up being the same. And I'm not and I know this isn't the two and 14 Raiders, you know, marching out Aaron Brooks and, 
I, I get that. I get that's not, you know, the, even the four and 12 Raiders. I know we're not that bad of a football team. We, you know, we're, we're long past Lance Kiffin and all that kind of stuff. And so I do have faith in the organization. I don't feel like we're going to stay in this forever. But, like, it's a legit question, and I don't think there's a definitive answer to it. Why? Why? It's We've got all, you know, you, you add the greatest, we're the best receiver in football. You add arguably one of the best pass rushers ever. You've got this core nucleus of, of, of talent. You've got this, you know, amazing offensive mind. You've got health in the organization. You've got like, so we do all these things, but then the results end up being the same. And so that's what we are. And so I, I see William Holcomb's uh, chat comment in there and it's fair. He says, I know it's been a rough couple games, but why are we acting like the ship is on fire? And I, I think it's not to make light of the condition, but it's PTSD, William. It's that we've seen this play before. So it hits us in a visceral way. Like, we know. We've been down this path. Like, just to what, like what Chuck is saying. Yeah, okay. Well, we're still the Raiders. You know, it's like it just took a couple of games. And so now can we come out of that? Yes, we came out of that last year. Despite all the dysfunction and all the craziness that went on with this football team last year, we came out of it. Now the question is, do we have this, the, the same personnel to get us out of that? Because we have revamped so much stuff. Back to the Basaccia conversation. A great leader, a great coach. He pulled us through that. Is that what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler's story will be? I don't know, man, because we don't know. We've never seen this story unfold, so we don't know where that's going to go. But right now, it just feels like the same old Raiders shit. So that's why we're acting like the ship's on fire, and that's where, like, I think that this is the this is the 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 panic time. Not panic, but like this is the time where I'm like, oh no, like it might really be going that same way again. But then here's what happens, though, William. It goes that same way for a few more games, and then it's like, okay, then you just cruise the rest of the season and you just expect the Raiders are going to be what they're going to be and we're going to win eight or nine games and then we're going to, you know, enjoy going to the draft. Like, I mean, what else has our story been for 20 years? So I think that's where it comes from. And so I think it's fair. Like, I think that when you look at it, you know, if you were to just look at it in a, in, in a vacuum, if you were to just take a capsule of the Raiders' seasons thus far – of course it would be too early. It would be, be like, what are you people freaking out about? It's only been two games. But you tag this history that's, pre, pre, that's you know been the prelude to this, and that's where it comes from. I'll never forget Vinny Bond Sr., one of the newer beat writers for the Raiders, who's, who's in Las Vegas. Last year, when things started going down a little bit, he like flipped out on Raider fan on, on Twitter and was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that everybody's freaking out. I can't believe you guys are writing off the season. I can't believe you're, you're, you're acting like – and we're like, dude, Vinny, you don't know this story. You've never been down this path. We have. You know, you may have only been around the Raiders for a couple of years. I've been around the, the Raiders since 1973. You know what I mean? Or whatever, maybe a few years after that. When, as soon as I was old enough to understand what the Raiders were or that the Raiders were a thing, that's when I became a fan. So I've been around this thing for a long-ass time. I've seen this thing, Vinny. So, like, don't insult us as Raider fans by saying, like, oh, you guys are overreacting. Oh, are we, though? Because we've done this before. So, anyways, I think that's where that comes from, William. So, um, But I appreciate the comment very, very much. And, and, it's, and, again, it's a fair comment. And I wish, William that we got to the point to where there was enough consistency and winning in this organization that when you make, you make a comment like that, that you're dead ass on on that and that 
you know, yeah, we are overreacting. I don't want to, like, I'm a positive guy, just like Sonny is, for the most part, just like Chuck is, for the most parts of our life, but I'm a pessimistic jackass, sad sack, when it comes to this effing football team, because it sucks. Ah, anyways, all right. (sighs) Oh, I'm ranting. All right, let's get into the next made man around here. Let's check in with our good buddy, Donovan. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Donovan, man. So, look, when it comes to that Cardinals game, for some reason, I'm like, I'm like everybody else, man. It's embarrassing. I can't believe it. Like, it's still linger on, but you know what I'm saying? I'm getting past it just because it's like, when it comes to this game, me being a Raiders fan these last 20 years, I don't remember, like, us being like, yo, in the beginning of the season, the third game of the season is like make or break. Like, people's job is on the line this game right here. And people want to bash Carr. Talk about, oh, Carr needs to go. Carr needs to Derek Carr, can you imagine if Carr has stability like Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Brady, Ben Roethlisberger? It's like his sixth playbook in eight to ten years, man. And every and you know what I'm saying, be, being a Raiders fan, bro, he'll put up like 28 points a game. You know what I'm saying? We'll average 28, but the defense giving him like 25. But never mind that, man. I understand your Derek Carr gets the blame and Jonathan Daniel gets the blame. Is is it's going to come down to this game, man, because if we go 0-3, somebody's going to lose their job, man. And it ain't going to be Derek Carr because Derek Carr is the reason why Devontae Adams came here, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, if we lose this game, Jonathan Dan's going to get fired, man. If we – we might we, – maybe not this game, but maybe, like, yo, if after the Chiefs game, man, if we for some reason end up, like, 2-3 and three, going into the bye week, he might lose his job, man. And it's like, bro, we should be averaging like 30 to 40 points right now. That's why Raider Nation doesn't understand. Like, bro, last year we started the first four games. Derek Carr's MVP. We made the playoffs with the dude, you know what I'm saying, for him winning the game, the last four games, man. Jocelyn Daniels, you don't get it together, man. You out of here, man. Try and tell you, because Raider Nation, man, they're going to be outside the press facility, man, with the picket signs, man, and them Darth Vader helmets out there, man, talking about get fired this dude, man. Raider Nation. I'm letting y'all know this right now, and I'm ending with this. Our season is going to come down to the last three games of the season, man. The 49ers, the uh, Steelers, and the Chiefs, man. We're going to make the playoffs, man. Might be a wild card, man, but we're going to be good, man. They're going to get it together, man. And watch out for her Edwards being the head coach, man. That's all I got, man. Just win, baby. All right, there he is. Donovan, man. Great job, Donovan. I Listen, I love the positivity, man, and I'm – and I'm and I'm with you, and, and you know, and I love William. You know his comments about being positive, and Donovan, and our buddy Jeff Murphy, QB Jeff, like you know, relentlessly positive about it. And, and I applaud you guys. And I wish I could snap into that mindset a little a little easier. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, that's that's where it's going to go. You know, I I I don't know about the, the coaching change. I don't know if I uh, if I if I see that coming. Although I do love Herm Edwards. Like, I think, I mean, Herm, you know, you play to win the game. Like, Herm Edwards is freaking awesome. But, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if we're going to see a change there. You know, Mark Davis is a loyal guy, man. He'll, he'll let this thing play out. I mean, look at how long he let it play out with Reggie McKenzie. You know, if it wouldn't be for Gruden, you know, firing off illicit emails, he would have never left. You know, like, it's, you know, he's not that guy to make a change. So I don't think that that's going to be a, a move there. But, uh, but definitely appreciate your call and, uh, and definitely appreciate those comments and appreciate any and all of the positivity. And most off, though, appreciate you making your third call uh, in here to Raiders Fan Radio because you 
are the newest made man here on the show. Where's the damn soundbite? How come I can never find? This is what happens when, okay, here we go. Here's a soundbite. Congratulations, Donovan. You're the newest made man here on Raiders Fan Radio. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. You're listening to The Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where you at, baby? Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I appreciate everybody hanging in there with me tonight for this podcast selfie as we finish out our uh, our Sea of Fans mailbag as we go through all the rest of these voicemails. I uh, appreciate everybody that is in the chat room tonight, and you could join us each and every week uh, on Wednesdays, typically, uh, and not a Thursday, but we're doing an off-Thursday show. It's been a lot of fun. But anyways, you can find us at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and join in with... Uh, Paul Edgerton, Valerie Lynn, William Holcomb, Dell Jr., uh, a.k.a. Freddie B., uh, PSP Raider Rat, Raider Roman, Silver and Black Today. What's up, Scott? Uh, appreciate you checking in with us. Uh, let's see. I mentioned those folks. Raider Nomad is in there. In Hibernation, that's Chuck is in there. Chris Rubio is in there. Uh, appreciate so very many of our good friends checking in with us on this Thursday night. And, uh, and yeah, so if you want to call the show and be part of it for next week, call the show at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Uh, try to get that call in before Tuesday. Uh, Because that's when I I do all of our show prep between Sunday and Tuesday. And so if you want to get your call in, those are the best times to call. And uh, and I would love to feature you on the show and have you be the next made man or made woman like our good friend there, Donovan. All right, let's head up to uh, let's head up the coast a little bit to our good friend up there in Jersey and hear from our buddy Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph? Uncle Mosh, young swaggo. It's Rev Raider calling from Jersey. Just wanted to get on and talk about it, you know. Of course, definitely a tough loss. You know, I had to pull your heart out of your asshole with that one. <laughs> but um I'm I'm not gonna go with the with the popular opinion, the low hanging fruit that it was just D C and 
McDaniel's fault. I, I that was a team loss. That was a team loss from top to bottom. Coaching, players, the whole nine, you know. And there were are there places where D C could have been better? Yes. Places where Josh McDaniels could have been better. Yes. But there were a lot of deficiencies like I heard some people gassing the um the offensive line saying that they did better and you know, and they, they were so great and stuff. Nah. If you go back and look at the film, there was some missed blocks happening and stuff like that. Josh um uh Josh Jacobs, he just made them look good because he was out there um dead legging the hell out of people. You know, he was making some great moves on some foul blocks and stuff like that. Same with um also on the offensive side. We got to start – I want people to stop saying that Darren Waller is the best tight end in the league. He is not. And I will tell you this. This is why. He's not the best tight end in the league because he doesn't really break tackles, you know. If he catches a short pass, first hit he takes, he's usually going down. Last time I saw him breaking a tackle will probably be a couple years back when we played the Jets. That's the last time. Uh, Hunter Renfro, dude, you got to learn to keep the ball in your outside hand when you're running with the ball. If you had it in your outside hand, we learned this in the Little League, you have it in your outside hand, wouldn't have been a problem. You would have took the hit. You probably wouldn't have fumbled. Defense, sometimes Max Crosby, he was holding um he was jumping inside, causing um, outside containment to collapse. So he's got to get better with that at times. Other than that, he does play – like, he played overall great, but those little mental mistakes, Graham, he's got to get better. Um, like when Kyler Murray was running all over the place, that was his fault. He didn't pressure. He took off pressure. He's playing not to lose. Sometimes you got to apply pressure to bust those pipes. Uh, Jayon Brown. He sucks when he gets caught on a block. So everybody's got to get better. Looking forward to this week, but it needs to be more improvement all around, pinpointing things. But that's all I got. I'll talk to you all later. Peace. All right, there he is, Rev Raider. Good stuff from my buddy, Rev Raider. Always love to hear from him during the season. We appreciate you, my friend. And, uh, yeah, man, keep those calls coming. We've got one more to get to tonight before we get out of here. Uh, so for those of you that are new to the show, uh, we give a Sizzler Award to the best email or phone caller of the week. And uh, so that's uh, to the best one. So we only have the, the voicemails tonight. So we've got one more to get to to award the Sizzler Award. And let's check in with our buddy. So we've got – this is one of my favorite things about this show, our callers and our emailers and – Everybody that's part of this show, we got Paul in the chat room, who's in freaking in the UK over there in England. We've got our buddy Rico, who's in the Canary Islands. Uh, we've got our buddy Rev, who's up there in Jersey. We've now we're going to head down to Houston. We heard from folks from Alabama tonight, uh, of course from California, tons. Uh, the Graves, as we know, are down in Mississippi. We're in Tennessee. Like Raider Nation is truly global. That's one of the beautiful things about it. Uh, but let's check in with our good buddy now down in Houston. We call him the historian. He is Houston Raiders Steve. Murph Marsh, Frank Jeff Nation, Mr. Raider Steve. Hey, we got to do something to get rid of this bad juju, the bad mojo, whatever you want to call it, the bad karma from the last game. Yeah, we got to get together. Uncle Marsh, I'm going to bring some empty uh, containers of Krispy Kreme donuts and Kalashis and Dunkin' Donuts and you name it. And uh, you bring the coffee, Frank Jeff, you bring that uh, poster of uh, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. 
uh, Murph, you go ahead and uh, get, throw in the Chucky doll and also Deal. the uh, fedora, whatever you want to call that thing, Tangal hat from Mayock. <laughs> and then we're going to put on the rosary beads and we're going to throw uh, water over our, our shoulders and everything. And uh, our friend uh, Kevin can go ahead and bring those, uh, what is it, those um, DeMarcus Russell jerseys and all those other jerseys of underperforming Raiders. So we're going to play the song Monster Mash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. He did the mash. <laughs> and it was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. He did the graveyard smash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. <laughs> anyway, all I can say was we're going to be back this year. Hopefully in Nashville. Hope to see you all. Take care. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Houston Raiders, Steve. Love it, brother. Love it, man. We appreciate you so very, very much. All right, before we get to this uh, uh, to this sizzler, just want to shout out the chat room one last time. Our buddy Paul is in there. Valerie Lynn is in there. Michelle Sweat is in there. William Holcomb. Uh, Tyrone Graves. Jay Inquisitive. Paul Edgerton. Uh, Alan Bush is in there. What's up, Alan? Uh, let's see. Who else we got in there? Uh, all kinds of folks in there. Uh, Herman Munster is in there. Dell Jr. is in there, a.k.a. Freddie B., PSP Raiderette. We appreciate all of you that are in the chat room tonight. Appreciate everybody that is uh, that is uh, called the show tonight. So we had PSP Raiderette, Mojo, Mrs. OG, Cool Cody, Josh in Alabama, Sonny, uh, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Donovan, Rev Raider, Houston Raider Steve, and then, of course, Capo kicked it off. And our good friend Larry the Prez from Memphis Raider Nation uh, was there at the top of the show. We appreciate all of you. Uh, calling in tonight and uh, so again if you want to call the show we're going to feature voicemails coming up this week at 909-345-3346 and uh, and and also to just one last bit of housekeeping check us out tomorrow if you're on the youtube we got something special coming for you tomorrow night check us out live at bowie's downtown nashville starting at 6 p.m and then of course check out the tailgate that is at 10 a.m at acme feed and seed before we head on over and go to the game and i'll tell you this too if you're going to the game or watching on TV or whatever, look right behind the Raiders bench. You might see a Raiders fan radio flag hanging up back there. Uh, we got some pretty cool. We got the, we got the hook up on some seats and and uh, and much respect on the on those seats. And so uh, so look for the radio Raiders fan radio get made banner uh, hanging there behind the Raider bench. All right, so here's what we got for the for the Sizzler Award tonight. Uncle Mosh normally names it, but uh, in his absence, it goes to Swag Jeff, and in his absence, that goes to me. And I don't pick. I don't like to pick. So, chat room, who do you think? Chat room likes to pick these things. So, you got PSP Raiderette, uh, Mojo, Mrs. OG Daniel, Cool Cody, Josh in Alabama, Sonny, Splatterhead, Donovan, Rev Raider, and Houston Raider Steve. Fire me some names. I'm going to play a little break here, but fire me some names out there and let me know who you thought was the best tonight, and uh, we will be glad to award them this week's Sizzler Award. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh.
Just win, baby. I love it. Every time this guy calls, I always say he's one of my favorite callers and I don't put my thumb on the scale. And then Uncle Mosh says, yeah, but sometimes you do. But uh, according to the chat room tonight, you guys agree with me. This week, Sizzler Ward goes to our man up there in Jersey. Let's give it up for Rev Raider. Oh, come on, button. Just press the damn I'm trying. There he is. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here and we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah uh, ha ha, ah uh, ha ha, Hollins, Derek, throw it to the big guy, ha ha Hollins, who's gonna be in the back of the end zone and let's score touchdowns. Do you like to throw it up in the back corner of the end zone? Do that, Derek. Let's score in the red zone. Let's go, man. We need to score in the red zone. Yikes! All right, enough of the rants. That's it. It's over. The negativity. We have. Uh, what, do you, what do you do? Do you espouse it? Do you? What do you do? What do you, do you exercise it? You what do? What is this? What is this when you do all this stuff? Somebody that's smarter than me and has a better vocabulary. Tell me a good word about when you get it all out. It's out, Raider Nation. Now let's go. Owen oh two. Who gives a shit? The, the, all the stats, all that, the predictions and all the things out there that say, oh, no, a freaking 0-2 team has made the playoffs except for one and 20 or whatever. Yeah, well, those weren't 17-game seasons. So it's a whole different world out there. We've got an extra game to play in. Let's start this shit off. We can, we can beat the Titans, Raiders. We, Raider Nation, we can beat the freaking Titans. Let's effing go. Derek, have a game. Josh Jacobs, have a game. Chandler Jones, have a game. Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, y'all Ball out. Like, let's go. Like, come on. Let's go kick their effing ass. Like, this this should be a no-brainer. We've beat the Titans three times in a row in Tennessee. Yeah, they got a piece of us when they came to Oakland before we dipped out of there. But the last three times the Raiders came to Tennessee, we have beat the ever-loving shit out of them. And I've seen all three of them live. And so does so many of our good friends and part of Raiders Fan Radio. And we're all going to be in attendance. And let's clap it up and let's root these guys on. And let's have faith that they can get it done despite all the shit that we talked all night tonight. Me included, despite all the shit, let's freaking change the narrative. Let's freaking set the NFL on fire and let's change this damn thing. Derek Carr, go out there and be a dog. Don't be a, oh my gosh, some F-bombs. Don't be a chump, dude. Don't do that. Let's go out there and freaking hammer down. Josh McDaniels, keep your goddamn foot on their throat like so many of our of our callers said tonight. Let's freaking end this thing. It was Josh in, in Alabama. Keep your foot on their throat. When you got a 20 to nothing lead, don't get soft. Patrick Graham, don't get soft. Get after their ass. Let's keep this thing going. Let's build up a big lead and beat the shit out of the goddamn times. Let's fucking, let's go. All right, I'm done. Let's get out of here. All right. If you want to be part of Raiders Fan Radio, you can join the chat at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can call the show at 909-345-3346, or you can email us at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. We appreciate everybody's in the chat room tonight. Appreciate Michelle Sweat, William Holcomb, Tyrone Graves, Ron the Main Raider holding it down, Foxy Scorpio, 
Paul Edgerton is in there. Appreciate you also very, very much. We will see you this weekend. I love you guys, man. Love you guys. Cannot wait to see you. Of course, miss Uncle Mox and Swag Jeff tonight, but we had a blast last night hanging out with you all. And uh, so please keep on coming back. Check us out. For, we're going to have all of our socials uh, this weekend. Uh, definitely check out all the stuff we got going on there. All the different social medias. We're going to have tons of stuff going on. Uh, at, just look for at Raiders Fan Radio uh, on, on whatever that social media platform is, uh, whether that's Instagram or Stitcher, iTunes. Or not iTunes. Gosh, I can't talk. Whatever. Look on social media. Just type in Raiders Fan Radio and you'll find us. Okay, I'm done. Love you guys. Go Raiders! I don't know how to quiet this part down. I'm so loud. I don't know. Oh, that helped. Oh, there it is. Good night, YouTube. Love you guys. Love you, Raider Nation. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.